The IRS has been systematically underpaying whistleblowers responsible for tens of millions of dollars from tax cheats. It's happening because of what might be called a mistaken calculation. Now the Government Accountability Office has looked into the situation and with what it found, Jay McTighe, Director of Tax Issues on GAO's Strategic Issues Team. Mr. McTighe, good to have you back. Uh, thank you for having me, Tom. So this is a kind of an obscure corner of the great whistleblower architecture here that covers all over of government. But this is whistleblowers for tax mistakes, let's say cheating, whatever it might be, evasion, overlooking, uh, for a very specific type of tax. Tell us what you looked at. Exactly, Tom. More broadly, the whistleblower program is a very important tool that IRS has added at that. The whistleblower program is a very important tool that the, helps the IRS enforce the tax code, encourage voluntary compliance, and reduce the $450 billion tax gap uh, by collecting revenue that may otherwise go uncollected. In fact, according to IRS, tax whistleblowers, individuals who report on the underpayment of taxes by others, have helped IRS collect about $3.6 billion since 2007. The program itself has actually been in existence for over 140 years. However, for most of that time, awards for coming forward with information on tax noncompliance have been limited and at the discretion of IRS. That significantly changed about uh, 10 years ago when Congress expanded the program to actually require IRS to pay awards between 15 and 30 percent of collected proceeds when information provided by whistleblowers uh, leads to uh, cases of tax noncompliance that exceed $2 million. Yeah, these are almost like key TAM types of cases, you might call. Right, right. Con- those are contract disputes, but it's the same principle. And are most of the whistleblowers from corporate settings? Uh, they, they range across the spectrum, and, uh, you know, they can be for various types of violations. Uh, one in particular that we looked at uh, is called F. FBAR reporting violations, and uh, FBAR is governed by the Bank Secrecy Act, which requires certain individuals who hold offshore bank accounts. Sure, so FBAR is foreign bank and financial accounts. Exactly, exactly. Uh, Individuals who hold those accounts are required to report those accounts uh, to Treasury, and IRS is taxed with uh, enforcing uh, the reporting. And what happens if IRS identifies underreported accounts and income, it can assess taxes, interest, and penalties. The Congress uh, actually made a very important modification to the whistleblower law this past year in February because up until this point, IRS had been excluding any of the the penalties and interest related to FBAR reporting violations. And, uh, you know, we found that this uh, was a significant amount. Uh, We looked at uh, approximately... Oh, what was it, 97 cases and found uh, 28 cases where uh, whistleblowers actually brought forward information on FBAR violations, and that led to an additional collection of uh, nearly $11 million in tax revenue or penalties. Uh, had IRS included uh, you know, these, uh, that amount in awards to whistleblowers, that would have resulted in awards about $3 million higher, you know, which would be a which is a very strong incentive for people to come forward with information. Sure. We're speaking with Jay McTighe. He's Director of Tax Issues on the Strategic Issues Team at the Government Accountability Office. 
So in other words, the IRS was paying the key TAM part of it on the principal tax, but not on the penalty. And Congress says, no, you got to include the whole payment, including penalties in, in figuring out what the whistleblowers get. Right. Well, you know, for many, the, the original law uh, prior to February of this year was a bit vague. It just talked about collected proceeds. Uh, whistleblowers complain that these exclu- uh, excluding FBAR and other uh, fees and penalties from the award amounts were discouraging whistleblowers from coming forward. And they actually brought a case, challenged it in court. And uh, two years ago, the tax court ruled that whistleblowers uh, that, that the law was vague and sweeping, you know, very broad in its uh, scope, and ruled on behalf of uh, the, the whistleblowers. Uh, the IRS challenged that interpretation, but Congress acted before the, the case was settled. And so now any law that IRS enforces or administers is um, in any penalties and interest collected under those enforcement actions that are based on whistleblower information can be and should be part of the award to the whistleblower. Okay, well, that makes sense, I guess. And the penalties in these cases sometimes exceed the amount of tax that's owed. Isn't that correct? Right. Well, in the in the case of FBAR violations, uh, the, the penalties for willful uh, non-reporting of such accounts can be significant, up to half the value of the account, which you know could total millions of dollars. Yeah, and you say there were 97 cases just in, in that we, you looked at. We looked at 97 cases. Uh, within that 97, we saw 28 instances where uh, the whistleblower brought forward information uh, related to FBAR uh, failure to report. A lot of those were non-willful violations, uh, you know, problems with record keeping and whatnot. But 10 were willful, uh, were found to be willful. And, uh, you know, the, the fees, fines, and penalties in those cases accounted for about 97% of the total penalties that we saw in that sample. Yeah, the IRS doesn't like it when you willfully try to. That becomes the area of evasion, I guess, at that point, correct? Correct. I know you're not a, you're not a tax attorney, but you could be, I guess, from, from your knowledge of this. And the FBAR, just out of curiosity, the people that or the organizations that tend to have these FBAR types accounts, again, are they tend to be individuals of high net worth, or are they corporations? It, it's hard to say. Uh, you know, in our sample, there was a variety. Clearly, you know, the categories of taxpayers that you described were well represented. Yeah. And does the IRS have to go back now and pay additional whistleblower fees based on what Congress said and what the court said? Uh, no. The uh, the law, you know, essentially any any claims filed or any awards awarded after uh, the passage of the law back in February would be subject to the clarified definition of collected proceeds and subject to uh, award based on those amounts. And I'm just curious, and might be outside the scope of the study, if if it is, just let me know, but the people that do the whistleblowers blowing in these types of cases, are they accountants, people with knowledge of the books type of thing, or are they maybe business associates? Is there any way to characterize them? You know, I, I think uh, it could be anyone. Uh, clearly, uh, an accountant working for a company uh, or an associate you know, may have more specific information. And that's really important in terms of uh, when a whistleblower claim is filed. The more specific information uh, that can be provided that IRS can take action on 
you know, the, the, the better uh, the chances for collecting and, uh, in terms of the whistleblower, receiving an award for that information. So it, yeah. it's a wide variety of uh, people who come forward. Jay McTighe is Director of Tax Issues on the Strategic Issues Team at the Government Accountability Office. Thanks so much for joining me. Okay, thank you, Tom. It's a pleasure. Find a link to his report and to this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at iTunes or Podcast One.